to the IAOMS community. My name is Deborah Zabladil, and I'm excited to welcome you to a very special episode of the IAOMS podcast series, Transferring the Presidential Chain. I'm honored to be sitting down with Dr. Alexis Olson and Dr. Gabrielle Malese to discuss the last two years in IAOMS history, what's coming up next in 2020, and general insights from two of the IAOMS community's most influential leaders. For those of you who don't know, Dr. Alexis Olson has been the IAOMS president for the last two years. This December, he transfers the chain to Dr. Gabrielle Malesi as she takes over as incoming president in 2020. Dr. Olson, what have been some of the highlights throughout your term as president? Well, I think um, we have seen an unprecedented growth in the association, uh, members, trainees, and it's been an exponential growth, really. Uh, in addition to that, I think the involvement of the worldwide community has increased dramatically. Uh, that's come partly with our home office, the website that has become integrated, um, the facilitation of countries to communicate with us and us in terms to communicate with them um, has brought this forward to the forefront. I think in addition to that, the evolution of the ICOMS as a, as a premier international scientific meeting has further grown. Uh, it was witnessed in Rio, certainly as a successful um, meeting altogether, and that builds upon the next presidency for Dr. Blessy in Glasgow. So this continues to grow, and it's really it's, it's bricks and mortars as we add this on um, that continues to evolve the association. I think in addition to that, the, the development of the foundation with fellowships, the integral component with the trainees as well as the young surgeons out there kind of encapsulates it and brings it together um, and provides a, a basis, a foothold for surgeons. And what we, our aim is to try and promote the, the, the specialty, the quality of care, quality of training, patient safety, and all those components together is really what I, during my presidency, I think we've seen uh, the maturation of this. Thank you, Dr. Olson. Uh, Dr. Malese, as you take your presidency, what do you hope to see in your term in office? So first of all, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. I tell you, I'm very excited to do this podcast because I'm excited about IMS per se. And uh, if you have, if you have uh, presidents before you and everyone, every single president was a, a very special person, very dedicated to our aim to bring up the, to support the, the specialty of OMS. So it's actually, it's making it easy to follow up. Right now the association has a very stable, robust status. We have improved so much in cooperation, in, in communication with our members and uh, also from a financial standpoint, you know, with the, all the foundation in place, we are able to to provide facilities like fellowships, observerships. So it's 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 wonderful to follow all these great achievements and great people. And I'm looking forward to just continue the way it is. And one of my major targets are definitely the next gen, because I think till now we maybe we are sometimes called we were called a club of 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 uh, the the an advanced generation, let's call it that way, 
but we definitely read, we need the next gen to get in and to get to take advantage of all what we are trying to, to, to share and to spread all over the globe. And you've been so engaged with the next gen community, it's certainly growing and thriving. Well, this is actually that starts from my very work at home because, you know, whenever I have a resident next to me, I think, well, how wonderful it is if you have a senior telling you and helping you on your way and bringing you forward. And uh, it's, this is not always possible. And in my own experience, I was not, I did not have that advantage all the time. So I think this is our, we as seniors, we have to help our next generation and to share all our knowledge because you, you, everyone makes mistakes, but you don't have to do them double. So we have help you not to, to, to do mistakes and give you advice. Great, thank you. Now, either one of you I'd, I'd love to hear from, or both of you, uh, where, what changes do you see in the OMF surgery space in the coming years, maybe five, 10 years? Well, I think, I think our specialty as, as a whole uh, is, is entering the second golden era. And I think ultimately what it is, is going to be uh, the improved safety and outcomes of patients and the surgeon. We're surgeons, I mean, basically we fix things. Mm -hmm. Take something from point A to point B. And how to more efficiently do that, um, how, how to more safely institute that is this critical component. I think the established methods of, of, of surgery are there. The basis that we operate in 2019 versus you know, 1955, they're still there. Um, but I think how we get from point A to point B is, is a critical component of it. And I think ultimately um, that margin, that distance will be tighter and tighter. Um, and I, that's what I think is going to happen you know, beyond my career and so forth. And I think, again, back to the next gen, it's the leaders, the new leaders coming out of there uh, with their knowledge, their technology is what's going to drive this. Right, thank you. I think I could add two points. One is that uh, in regards of innovative techniques and planning and 3D planning and virtual surgery and robotics, I think that our field has definitely the nose in front, as we may say, because we are working with the bone and most of, this, of the virtual planning is based on bony structures, heart tissues. So I think we are definitely the, the target for these technologies and we are the ones who are, who are using it and we are, we are, we are bringing it forward. And the second point, I think what I see in the future and what I see also in daily life actually is that uh, we are a global community and that patients are very, very, inf very well informed. So you have, it's, it, that has changed a lot. You have now patients who know what is going on, where are the options and how you can treat them. And so you have to know, you have to be well aware of, of, a, of a well, of a, of a really uh, well-informed patient you have to treat. So how, uh, those are all really interesting comments, and how would you suggest that members of the community prepare themselves? How, how su should surgeons prepare themselves? Not just younger, but even more veteran surgeons. How do they prepare themselves for these changes? I, th I think the changes are inherent in, in your professional daily life. I think that happens regardless. And, uh, you know, we, despite the fact that some of us are older, some of us are younger, uh, what you do every day in an operation is still based upon your experiences. And as you evolve in this situation, uh, you, in order to evolve, we all do, 
you have to continue to tap into these new technologies, these new innovations, these new processes. I think to, to, that, to that end, what really people, when we look at oral maxillofacial surgery, you have functional components that you have to address, and use of cosmetics, I'm not using cosmetic surgery per se, but the face, mm -hmm. because the reality is, as a patient, the patient judges by the results of what everybody else sees, a lay person. The lay person, a patient talking to another person, that person doesn't examine their function, capabilities, or bony structures, or where they sit. But the outcome is really what that patient is like, especially if you talk about ablative surgery, if you talk about other things, or even orthognathic cranial facial problems. How do you best go from, as I said before, point A to point B? Mm -hmm. I think we're, that second golden age is we are talking about bone, you know, bone predictions. We're talking about virtual surgical planning, computer-assisted surgical simulation. All those components are aimed at trying to optimize bony outcomes on a plan. I think the next component of how you do this, and what is important for all of us, is is the soft tissue envelope that develops. And the technology is not there yet. It's just not it's not capable of accurately predicting because everybody, every individual, is completely different, and that's what makes it so hard as a surgeon to actually get there. So while we institute technology to give us a better chance of getting someplace in a result, at the end of the day, it's a fusion of art and science. And so how does, back to your question, how, does, how do you cope with these things or how do you improve it? It's a natural thing, it's built into us. Because mm -hmm. We want to get, we want to understand, we want to understand how we get a better result. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think it's a difficult thing to incorporate. And I think surgeons in general, that's their mentality. And they'll take any tool, anything yep. available uh, to improve yourself and ultimately improve the outcomes of your patients. Wonderful, thank you. Well, I think we have an obligation our patients towards our patients. So if it's, it's natural if you are not willing to learn. It's an ongoing learning and opening and being open for new sciences and new technologies. And otherwise, you better stay out of, of out of the OR. Mm -hmm. And uh, within our international association, I think this is definitely one of our major strengths that we have all the the, the the knowledge from all over the world. You know, we have. We have we are everywhere on the globe. We are we have access to all this science and to this knowledge, which we are going and we are sharing with our members. Thank you. One last question for you both, as as we um, round this out, and I really appreciate your time. And that is, you are both members of IOMS and also national or regional um, associations, correct? So what is it that makes IOMS special to you? What is it that this community provides that maybe you don't get elsewhere? Well, I think, you know, as an American and belong to the American Association, it's a very big association. Um, but the IOMS is a conduit to everything else out there at the end of the day. And I think what it is is, is part of this, as I said, from the ICOMS meetings, uh, which is really an eye-opener. And that's why the recommendation for people to go to the international conferences and all this because it is a networking, it is a friendship building, it is an understanding that no matter where you are from or where you're going, we're all pretty much the same. You know, we deal with the same problems, we deal with the same, same expectations in our, in our careers, etc. And it's amazing, you know, no matter what, Japan versus United States or Austria, um, it's all the same. And so I think that's what the IOMS brings to it. 
and it, and it brings to, for me, the fulfillment of, of knowing that, uh, that I'm contributing to the betterment of our profession everywhere, no matter where it is. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, who's, who's going to benefit from it? The patient. And so that, to me, is, is the outreach that I look at. And that's, I don't think you, you will get that only with your local association or your regional association. Um, and that's the beauty of the IOMS, I think. Thank you. Uh, of course, I'm also a member of the Austrian and the European Association, but for me, the International Association is absolutely something very, very special because I think, as Alexis said, we are all heading for the same aims and we have the same duties and we have the same work actually all over the world. But still, this global community, we are all very different. And this friendship, this enormous friendship you see within this group, the International Association. That attracted me at the very first moment when I attended my first ICOMS in 1997, 1992 in, in Argentina, and it's continuously there and it's definitely, definitely one of the reasons why I'm, I'm still here and why I'm looking forward to be in charge and help with the International Association. Fantastic words to end on, Dr. Olson and Dr. Malese. Thank you so much for joining me today. On behalf of the IOMS community, I want to thank Dr. Olson for his tremendous contributions to the association over the last two years. We are excited for the future ahead and look forward to the presidency of Dr. Gabrielle Malese. Thank you once again for listening to the IAOMS podcast series. Season 1, Conversations in Rio, is now available on www.iaoms.org and most streaming platforms. To learn more about IAOMS or to join or renew your membership, visit our website today. Follow IAOMS on social media to be the first to hear about Season 2 of our podcast series, which will be coming early in 2020. See you in the new year. <laughs>